your girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just ghouly things did you see that weird face that I made yeah (laughs) it was like delayed on the uh on the garage band thing and I'm like is it gonna go? It was like an awkward five <laughs> seconds. But hey, boo things, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 22. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So I, I'm so bad. I've been delaying like every time we've recorded the past few days, but I don't know what's the difference between recording at 10.30 in the morning and 11 o'clock, but my life just goes completely haywire after 10.30. I don't know what happens. <laughs> But I, I was, like, craving breakfast. Like, I was, I'm not typically a breakfast person, but I'm, like, yeah. I just need something in my system. So I made, I made the most fire toast with, um, with ve- it's, like, a vegan butter. Then I put, um, uh, then I put, like, a, an egg sunny side up and then mm-hmm. fresh avocado. That sounds so fucking good. Oh, my God, Lily. It was so good. I was like so it was filling too. I was surprised cuz I only made myself one slice. Mm-hmm. But it was so delicious. I was impressed cuz I'm not typically like a culinary expert myself. Yeah. But I was I was like wow, Good the quarantine. You. Yeah, the quarantine's making me do adult things like cook and shit. <laughs> so, I'm like pound the back to me. Um oh, so this is what I wanted to show you. So, you know, I was bored yesterday. I really didn't know what to do. So so Mike and I decided to do, like, a Phineas and Ferb thing and just do, like, a crazy thing during the day. Uh-huh. And let me show you what we did. So, originally, our wall looks like this. You see it? Okay. So, it's just, like, a plain yeah. wall with the shelves. And now... <gasps> I love that. How freaking cool. That is so cool. So we do, we saw it on a TikTok, and pretty much what they do is, like, they prime the wall with, like, white paint. Let that sit. Mm-hmm. And then you put, like, um, the frog tape, and you just make geometric shapes with the tape. And then we bought, like, five quarter, uh, quarter gallons of, like, paint of, like, different colors. And then just, like, kind of spaced out, all right, like, we'll put this one here, this one here, this one here. And we were able to do it in, like, six hours. It was... And, like, we did that last night, just out of nowhere. Wow. I was... Wait, did you get the paint yesterday, too? Yeah. Like, we went to Home Depot. Like, mind you, the line was crazy because, like, they only allow a certain amount of people in. But, yeah, yeah like, you go you go to the bear... We got bear paint. Sponsor us. And, um, <laughs> and then you got to, like, you just pick whatever. Like, we want to do, like, a bluish gray. Like, I'm into grays. He's into the blue. So, we're like, all right, like, we'll mix the two. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, like, really nice color. So it's just a really cool accent wall. Obviously, we didn't do, like, the whole like the whole room that. But, yeah, um, yeah, it just, like, it looked so professional. I was like, we just did that. I love that. Yeah. You did a good job. I was, I had to call my mom. It was, like, 12 o'clock in the morning. I, like, had to call my mom FaceTime. I was like, Mom, you need to see this right now. She was like, <laughs> she was like, why did you have people over? I'm like, we did this. I did, I did this. I like, just with, with you. Yeah. So I thought you'd I thought you'd appreciate the artistic side that. of that. So you know I'm learning some new stuff about me during this quarantine, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, what have you been That's up good. to? Any any hurrahs for this week for you? Any positives you'd like to mention? Um. Uh, well, my Harry Potter needlepoint is coming together. I'm Ooh. almost done with all the black thread. 
So like, what what is, is it supposed to be? Just the Harry Potter symbol, or like, what is it supposed to look like? It's ho- it's the image of them floating on the boat to Hogwarts. <gasps> that's that's a hard one to do. It's really elaborate. So being almost done with one thread color is like amazing. Yeah. Oh my! You have to. Sh- I'm I just going color doing by this. color. Do you have it on you? Here, let me run and grab it. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even know you were working on this. What the heck? If you guys have positive things that have been going on this week for you, uh, DM us on Instagram at JustSchoolyThingsPodcast, and um, we want to we wanna read off some of the positives that have happened to you guys or maybe people that, have you, uh, that you know this week. Um, just try to spread some pe- positivity around because you know times are a little scary so uh send us your positive your positive vibes and lily is currently trying to get the needle point that she made i'm pretty impressed i've honestly i had no idea she did needle point so this is news to me guys honestly so let's see it this is what it's gonna look like when it's done what oh my god that's so intricate yeah, but for now, all that I have done is all the black thread here. But, like, it's something. I was going to say, that's still, like, how long does that take? Oh, God, this is going to take forever. Well, you got all month of quarantine, so. Oh, God, I know. Craziness. How did you learn how to do needlepoint? I just kind of picked it up. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of happened. It was a happy accident. What can I say? Crazy crazy how things happen. I mean, you just go online, you're like, oh, that looks cool, and you just start doing it. Yeah. All right, so for those that aren't familiar with uh, what we're doing during the quarantine, every day we are releasing um, 10 stories every day for the time being that we're in quarantine. So um, as of right now, at least... We've been in quarantine for at least 22 days. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So hopefully it keeps you guys entertained. I know, especially for those that are, like, living by themselves right now, it can get lonely and go stir crazy just not knowing what to do. So taking an hour out of your day to listen to us talk about some paranormal stuff hopefully brightens your day just a little more. And, um, oh, today is the last day, if you're, if you're listening to this every day, is the last day of the giveaway with the James Allen, James Allen Ross and our uh, stickers. So, uh, Lily, do you want to explain how, how our listeners oh. can win? Yeah, one second, I think. Sorry, my dog is howling at me. Faith, why are you howling? She is. <gasps> Hi, Faithy. Hi, baby. Sorry, I wanted to make sure she was okay. I just heard a howl. I'm like, did she fall down the stairs? Okay, so to enter, go to our page and follow us and comment on our picture for the giveaway and tag two friends and then do the same thing for James Allen Ross. You need to follow him and tag two friends underneath his post as well. Yeah, and you'll win the two books of the Dylan Claypool that he wrote himself, and then we're going to be sending him stickers to send out to the winners as well. Um, But yeah, so I think we got all of the logistical stuff out of the way, so let's get right into the story, shall we? Let's do it. All right, Lil, you want to start? I've been talking nonstop. I need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, this is called Portals in the Mirrors and the Mystery I Live With. Ooh, I like this. It sounds like a book. Right? I swear the story is 100% true. I hold back on telling it everywhere and to everyone because in this world it gets doubts, even though multiple people witnessed this with their own eyes. I also have heard theories. Dust was trapped in your mirror. Perfectly circular dust circles that leave after an exorcism, I guess. The household cleaning industry is approaching this all wrong. (laughs) I now hold a degree in science and often doubt myself, try to explain it away to myself. But I lived this, and deep down, I know it simply can't be explained in the known. All right, here we go. It was the late 90s. I was a small child in an impoverished single mom mom family. One night, my mom was at work and my brother and I were home. As someone who always had dance in my soul, I was dancing in the living room in front of our oversized mirror, one of those ceiling-to-floor mirrors. I was spinning, leaping, sweating, and in my zone, and then something caught my eye. I immediately turned off my music. There was a dark spot on the mirror. I stopped dancing, suddenly afraid. I slowly approached the spot and noticed that it looked exactly like a CD. Picture the multi-tone grooves and holographic shifts, the exact size of a CD. It looked exactly like this CD with no center, sitting on top of the mirror, four inches up from the ground. Or four feet. Is the one, yeah, four feet up from the ground. Sorry, it just had like the little line thing. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Except it except it appeared to be part of the mirror. I reached out to touch it to see if it was something stuck to the mirror. A cold chill ran down my spine. It was the mirror, or rather, a new development in the mirror. It was exactly as if a CD, again, with no center cut out, had merged perfectly into our mirror. What? Yeah. I ran at the speed of light to get my brother, who normally would not have paused his video game for his big sister, But when he saw how scared I was, he jumped up. I took him to the mirror. We stood in front of it, puzzled and both concerned. We decided not to let let this out of our sight and stayed watching the mirror until my mom finally came home. When she did, we ran over to her and told her about the mirror. She had the concern of an overworked, tired mom. Yes, exactly. Zero. (laughs) So the mom didn't care at all. But she made her way to the mirror and her eyes changed to the same fear we both had. We slept in her bed that night. In the morning, it was I was the last to wake up. My brother had made a discovery. There was another CD in another mirror in the same room. I remember not believing this, but I got up, went to the mirror, and there it was. Another circle, the exact same size, the exact same color distortion, the exact same height, the exact same eerie feeling. While we tried to ignore the circles, strange things started happening. Our phone line didn't always work. Our TVs were giving us problems. A couple of nights later, I was in the living room and our cat spoke to me. Arguably, this is the craziest part of the story and the part I doubt the most as an adult. Perhaps I imagined it. But I was so convinced at the time that I went screaming and crying to my mother. However, I couldn't tell her what what the cat said. I knew it was language, but I didn't know what language. Hmm. There was an eerie feeling 24-7 in the house. My mother was worried. She had a friend over and showed her the circles. She was puzzled, but she said it was dust. My mom said, my mom and her friend both said they tried scrubbing the mirrors with soapy buckets and sponges. The circles didn't budge. If anything, they shined more strongly against the incredibly clean mirrors. <laughs> my brother and I started discussing what the circles could be. We thought, we decided they were portals. About a week after the first circle, I was in my mother's bathroom. 
She had the only bathtub in the house. When I came out of the tub, I looked into the mirror. In the midst of the steam, I saw it. A third circle, the same size, the same distortion. Like a bat out of hell, I ran out of the bathroom wearing a towel, screaming at my mom, there's another one. At this point, fear ruled our house. My mom was scared. I was scared. My brother was scared. We started having people over to see the circles. Nobody took it seriously until they saw them. Nobody knew how to clean the mirrors. Everyone wished us good luck. My mom started to have conspiracy theories. She convinced the mirrors spelled out 666 due to the spirals in the grooves. <gasps> I l ever looked to see the up close. There's tons and tons of circles within a circle. My mom finally brought in an exorcist. This was a pretty bizarre experience for us as kids, and the exorcist seemed to take this situation very seriously. We had to carry sage and walk through every room in the house chanting prayers. She finished the ceremony and left us with one more prayer. And then the circles started fading. They left in reverse order that they came, one by one, with no trace. Hmm. Within a week, the same amount of time it took them to appear, they were gone. Twenty years later, I still wonder, what took over our household for weeks and why? That is weird as hell. That's a weird story to start off with, Lil. Uh-huh. I mean... I I'm just like the like, the fact that it may be six 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 is horrifying. Yeah, the second you see something weird, and then you think, even if you think you see a six six six, you call a fucking exorcist. So oh. I think on the mom's part, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And how long ago was this? Like twenty years ago. Wow. Huh. That's I can't even. I've never. I mean, they always say that mirrors are like the portals for the paranormal so i mean that exactly. definitely makes sense yeah so it must have been a, a portal or some kind of a marker for a portal it was something never buy an antique mirror that's what i'm getting from this honestly Just, <laughs> nothing good comes from an antique mirror all right well um one two three four or five let's do three start three. right in the middle all right this is titled Experience with a Frightening Entity. So my university is fairly new compared to the other schools, but it puzzles me why there are so many spirits around the campus. I'm in a theater organization, so usually we stay very late in school. Paranormal occurrences were normal to us, except the newbies, but there was one time where it got way out of hand. I had just come back from an event to meet with other exe executive board members of the organization when things started to become eerie. While we were at our meeting, the new members looked so scared pacing back and forth outside our room. I was curious, but I had to let it slide first because of the meeting. After 30 minutes, one of our veteran members barged in and told us something was wrong. He had a very strong third eye and sixth sense, so he definitely knew something was up. He told us to leave the floor and go somewhere else. Once we were gathered, he told us what happened. One of our newbies taunted the entity that resided at the auditorium <laughs> they were practicing in. Such a fucking newbie move. <laughs> Such a newbie move. What an idiot. Okay. They constantly warned him not to, but he did it anyway. We all know that one kid in the theater group. Yeah, there's always that one motherfucker. And if you don't know that one motherfucker, sorry, you tough news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lily and I would know. Okay. <laughs> the other newbies could feel the room getting colder while they were practicing, and one of them also had a third eye. Let's call her Maria for the story. She told us something, whispered, get out as a warning, and apparently there were two entities. The one that whispered was the entity that offered frequented the auditorium that did nothing malicious. The one that drove us out 
was something malicious. A veteran member told us it had come from another floor. What was it doing in the auditorium? It soon led us go. It led to us going to the ch- university chapel because the veteran, let's call him John, and the newbie that taunted the entity, let's call him Gabby, were being possessed according to the priest there. Gabby had a level one possession and John had a level two. Huh. The other members told me that while they ran to the chapel, they could hear several loud bangs on the wall and the lights exploded above them. It was truly terrifying. I witnessed John yell in pain once we started praying. The crucifix, uh, the crucifix father was using broke. The crucifix father was using broke as well. The other crucifix turned upside down too. And to make it all worse, Gabby kept signing a symbol in the air to one of our members. The priest had, had him draw it, and it was not a good symbol. Father had to burn it, but he informed us it would not burn easily. This event happened during the month of October. Paranormal things like this always happen every year for some odd reason, but last year was the worst one. We had Father bless it every year, but it doesn't seem to work. Nothing happened so far this year, but we don't want it to happen again. I wish I could say I made this up, but this all really happened. I remember this vividly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't fucking taunt spirits, especially not when you're the newbie. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, I could only imagine, like, because you know how, like, us theater kids are just so extra and, like, loud and, like. Yeah, we're a lot. If we were witnessing a fucking possession, oh my God. I I think the father would be like, you know, I'm I'm done with this. I'm not helping you people. You guys are fucking annoying. (laughs) You're not helping out at all. You're just taunting the, the demon more. All right, I'm not helping. Good luck. Try to sing that. Try to sing the demon out of their soul. I don't care. Goodbye. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that is... A, and this is happening on a university? Like, I don't Damn. know. I wouldn't be paying that type of university money to be getting possessed. I wouldn't be coming <laughs> back next semester. Just saying. So Just what's saying. the difference between a level one and a level two possession? So, okay. So I guess the, from what the father was saying is that I guess maybe it depends on like if maybe one's more physical, maybe one's more verbal. Okay. Maybe like something physically changes on their body that I guess there has to be different like notches you have to like yeah. check off to be a certain level. I never knew that there was levels to possession. I just thought if you were possessed, you were possessed. Yeah, well, yeah, once you're possessed, you're possessed. Yeah. yeah no, that makes that makes sense that they would have levels because you hear some horror stories about people fucking run, getting up and running around and crab walking everywhere. Sit there spookily, this spooky, in a spooky, kooky, ooky way. That's true. All yeah. right, Lil, what's your next story? Okay, let's see. What is my next story? Two-year-old keeps seeing a ghost. I will start this out by saying my fiancé or I have never been huge believers in spirits or ghosts or things like that, but this past week, our son, who will be two in May, started pointing and saying ghost over and over again. When he first started doing it, it caught me off guard because he had never said the word before and we never taught it to him. We decided he must have seen it in a book or heard it in the song and clung on to it. The more I thought about it, I convinced myself there was no way he would know what a ghost looked like. Maybe he could recognize a cartoon-looking ghost, but not an actual spirit or human-looking ghost. So I wrote it off, thinking he got the reaction from me, so he liked to say... uh, Oh my god, I can't talk today. (laughs) So I wrote it off, thinking he got a reaction from me, so he liked to say that word. However, this started to be a daily occurrence, and he became very insistent that something was there we can't see. 
The past few times, he would take us by the hand and walk us over to our office when, when we would ask him to show us. Today, he woke up from his nap, and he immediately started saying ghost multiple times and pointing towards the office. Today is where my fiancé admitted there wasn't, this was indeed strange. He is still learning new words every day, so we wanted to make sure we were not confusing what he was saying with something else, so we showed him a picture of a goat and asked him what that was, and he said, bah, goot. <laughs> <laughs> goot. Then we showed him, probably too creepy, a picture of a ghost, and he said the same thing, the same word he's been saying, ghost. We both looked at each other with an oh shit look on our face. Good news is he doesn't seem to be scared of it. He just feels the need to make us aware of it. I am officially weirded out by it, though. Hmm. So I think that their kid has a gift. What was the title of this again? Um, My two-year-old keeps seeing a ghost or something. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was something witty like the first one. Um... (laughs) And I mean, we can't, I mean, I feel like a lot of these stories, we sound like a broken record, but like we've both said, when you're younger, you're close to the spectrum of like the other side, makes complete sense. It'd be interesting to see how old the child is like now, or like if he, in the future, as he gets older, if he still has these senses. Yeah. Okay. I know. I want to hear more. I want to know more. I know. I wish we knew these people people personally that we could just bother them with a bunch of questions on the daily hey is your son still acting possessed hey is your son still (laughs) sensing something um okay one two three or four four all right um am i right on it no i'm not okay something used a loved one to try to break me down i don't know yeah it's a weird one i'm 40 years old now but when i was 17 i had a pretty terrifying experience to get that i need to preface this with another story when i was 12 my best friend killed himself He was 10 years old. I absolutely adored him, and it was a very hard thing to get over for someone like me and as young as I was. There were a lot of questions and a lot of hurt that came from that. Flash forward to when I was 17. I was always hanging out with my friends. When this particular situation happened, I was in the back of a friend's car with a friend and my boyfriend in the front. I was sitting there, and then suddenly I saw my friend who had killed himself sitting across from me. I was shocked, but I wanted him to be there, so I wasn't upset. He reached over and held my hand and started talking to me. I couldn't respond because I didn't want to let my friend and boyfriend know anything was strange. We get to another friend's house, and they are all hanging out. My deceased friend was there the entire time and would talk to me throughout the night. That's sweet. Eventually, my friend took me home, and it was me, him, and my cousin hanging out. At this point, things took a darker turn. The deceased friend started asking me to join him and come be with him. So I tried to, yeah, so I tried to lay down in the middle of the road, which could be busy and people always sped on it in the middle of the night. My friend and cousin grabbed me by my arms and legs and carried me out. I was furious. I thought I was going to be with my friend again, who I missed and still do. After a very long talk with my friend who had driven me, he finally made a good point that my deceased friend loved me and would never want me to hurt myself. So this most likely wasn't my friend, which leaves much darker options as the likely suspect. We spent some time praying after this. For several weeks after, the entity looked like my friend would stay on the opposite corner of the room at night and just watch me. I'd stay in oh god, yeah, I'd stare in fear until I would finally fall asleep each night. But I never talked or did anything else to communicate with it again. Suddenly, one night, it wasn't there and it never came back. I still don't know exactly what it was, but I'll never forget it. The only thing we could ever think of is that whatever it was, knew that my deceased friend would be the easiest way to get to me. 
Yeah. This story gave me fucking I have goosebumps. Yeah, like, this is just true demonic work of manipulating someone's mind, knowing where their, what their vulnerabilities are, where their weak points are, their trigger points, and then bringing something as precious as a 10-year-old boy who passed away at way too young an age to convince their old-time friend to kill themselves? Like, That's fucked up. Yeah. And like, but you know what? It's smart. It's smart from the demon's point? Hell yeah. Hella smart. But you know what? Like, I do commend the friends that like actually sat down with the person that wrote the story and was like, yeah, like, how does this make sense? If this person was really your friend, they would never put yourself, they would never put you in harm's way. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. That's not friend behavior. That's definitely not friendly behavior. Yeah. All right, Lil. What's your next? All right. My next story is a bit of a long one. It says, I work at one of the major movie studios in Los Angeles, and these are some of my stories. Ooh, I'm already intrigued. Yes. I won't be naming the studio, my position, or real names of the people I work with just as a precaution. Some of you may figure out what studio it is or my position there if you pay close attention to detail. And no, this isn't some creepy pasta I made up. Just have some downtime like everyone else, and I think it would be cool to share my experiences from there. I've worked at the studio for about six years. Three of them have been on graveyard shift. I work a unique position to the studio that requires 24-hour coverage. The studio has been up since pre-World, World, since pre-World War II, so there is a lot of history of... of there's a lot of history out there. Uh, a lot of buildings and stages are still up and running today, along with the deaths uh, on the lot to which I was able to find stories about them. Unfortunately, I can't find the article on Google anymore since most of the Google searches of this topic that come up are the studio's Halloween events. I remember some of the stories correlating to specific sound stages on the lot. It's from memory, so it isn't very detailed, but some of these are reference points for my stories. As well, I... D- as well as I don't know how true these stories are. Stage 9, the most haunting building on the lot. Back in the 1930s, they were filming the movie The Iron Sheik, I think, S-H-E-I-K. Shake? Sheik? I'm assuming it's that, yeah. Yeah, we're we're just going to say Sheik. Until a fire started on the set, and it unfortunately killed seven people. They halted production and never finished the movie, I could not find any information of the movie or the fire itself. An actress also hung herself in the soundstage in the 60s and supposedly still haunts the stage. Yeah. Stage 19 or 24, the fan man. In the 60s or 70s, there was an electrician working on a big production fan used for wind effects. Was He was working on the electric motor until someone plugged the back of... Until someone plugged back the fan to which it turned on, struck him, and killed him. There have been re- there have been reports of people walking inside the soundstage to the feeling of being watched. They would look up at the perms, another name for the catwalks, and see a man looking down at them, but he was either missing a face or it was distorted. They believe it's the electrician who was killed by the fan. The Old Cemetery. Supposedly back in the day when the studio was growing and needed to expand the lot, they had to dig up bodies of a nearby cemetery and relocate them. So an area of the lot present day is built over an old cemetery. I found out as well that there was a popular show that made an episode based on these stories. I've never seen it, but I've read the script and the details aren't accurate, but the stories are. Now, what you're here for. Ooh. 
And then this is this is a long one. So strap in. I'm strapped. <laughs> one night I came in for my shift and the people I was relieving told me that a production was having some water leaking slowly from one of their sets and they said eventually we would have to go in every hour to clean the water up with a shop vac since the production has left for the day. We have janitorial that could take care of it, but they're only on the lot till 2 a.m. But as usual, we get called for everything and anything. The first three hours of our shift, we get our normal work done and by 1 a.m. we sleep. Not supposed to, but there's nothing for us to do at 3 a.m until an hour before we get off and get stuff ready for the next crew. Well, that might, that night we agreed not to do any of our normal work since we would have to clean the leaking water throughout the night. We head over to stage nine and see what's going on. The stage is being used for a scary movie and the set looked like a giant well or cylindrical room with stairs leading to the bottom, uh, which had water inside. It wasn't sealed properly, and water was slowly leaking out of it and getting near production lights, cameras, etc. These studio workers do a damn good job building the sets because they look so real, and the attention to detail is amazing, but really eerie on this specific set. Inside the well walls, there were a bunch of upside-down crosses. We stood there to look inside, but obviously it was a strange feeling. We cleaned up the water and headed back to the office to chill until the next hour when I went back by myself. We agreed to take turns every hour. We would go through the night with no issues until it was 5 a.m., the last round to clean up the water, and it was my turn. I go inside as per usual, but uh, I, go, I go inside, and as per usual, the lights are turned on at a dimmed-down level. But as you walk through, you would hear a click and, and turn on the dimmed back down to slowly warm up to full brightness what even what <laughs> i kind of understand what they're saying about like changing the brightness and stuff on the um... yeah yeah a, a, a point was made all right here we go um okay it says i would trip the light sensor sensors to turn on the area i was walking through and cleaning up this is normal for all the stages on the lot okay so all the stages have automatic lights got it okay um i lost my place let me see Fuck. So as I was walking through the dim, I hate long stories. So as I was walking through the dimly lit soundstage to the area, uh, I hear someone faintly groaning. I would stop to hear it better, but it would stop. I began walking again and then it would, and there it would be again. Someone is groaning inside the soundstage. I figured it was someone inside the soundstage, especially it being 5 a.m., but production call time was 7 a.m., and security doesn't allow access to the soundstage until someone from production calls to unlock the stage. I kept walking and stopping to hear this groaning sound. I went back outside to see if something was going on outside near the stage walls to find a possible source, but nobody was around it. I went back until I heard the groaning noise again, when walking to the leaking set and I started to hear, and I started to remember the history inside stage nine. So the history inside stage nine was the most haunt was the one with the 1930s with the fire. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I stopped the groaning stopped and all of a sudden the opposite corner of the stage where I haven't been, I hear a click and the light sensor was tripped. Only one was tripped and not any of the ones surrounding it. No entrance or exit in that corner, only a different set. 
I couldn't see what there was because of the surrounding sets. Only the lights attached to the catwalks throughout the entire stage since they're about 50 feet high. I was freaked out because of the unknown groaning, the light being tripped, the scary movie being shot there, and the history inside the stage. I booked it out of there and had to run across the stage to the exit while I heard the groaning again, but it was louder, like its volume was based on how fast I was moving. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Imagine hearing a scream, and every time you run faster, it gets louder. (laughs) That sounds like from a scary movie. It really does. I was pretty terrified, and my partner back in the office noticed, so noticed. So I told him what happened. He said, screw that, and didn't even bother to check it out, and that's the last time we'll ever enter a stage alone at night. And then uh, we have one more incident. Uh, one Saturday night, I was working with Greg. I've known Greg through some classes we took together before we started working together. He was a bit older and serious and more serious than I was, but we got along perfectly fine. We would work together on weekend nights since our shift supervisor was off on Saturday and Friday nights. Usually we come into work on we come into work and Saturdays are usually chill since good movies are on and there and the lot is a ghost town on weekends and even janitorial doesn't work. It's just us and security. So we right away start doing our normal duties so we can get them back so we can get them to go back to the office and watch a movie. One of our duties assigned by the department supervisor was to go and walk up the catwalks uh, on the sound stage on the sound stages. Jesus Christ, Lily, you can't talk. On the sound stages to check and make sure the walkways are clear, check extinguishers and make sure production isn't doing anything dumb. We have a whole month to do all the sound stages on the lot. We do this every month. It is an annoying task, but whatever. I'm getting paid and it gives us something to do. We can easily split up and get them done faster, but like I said before, I never go alone inside stages at night. Greg doesn't care since he's not really the type to believe in ghosts, aliens, etc., but understands why I don't like being alone in the sound stages. We've already checked on three soundstage perms, and we were on the last one for the night. We were going inside stage 24 up the perms, uh, which at the time the stage was being used for a family sitcom. We split up to walk through and check stuff, but we can always see each other as we have flashlights. The perms have lights but aren't usually bright. We walk up from east from east side stairs up to the perms, which is about three stories high, walk across the back down the west side stair, walk across and then back down the west side stairs. The stairs are made up of two by ten boards that are old and creak a lot. When you walk down them, it sounds like someone is behind you. It's odd, but we're used to it. So Greg and I were walking down the west side stairs. He's in front of me, and we're just shooting shit, talking. As we're getting near the end, he turns off his perm's light switch. They also make a quick sound, like the stage lights. As I step off from the last step, we hear a really loud banging coming from right behind us. At the very loud at the top of the very loudly at the top of the perm stairs, we immediately stop to turn around and look up to the very top of the stairs to see if anything has fallen. The perm lights were off, so we're just staring at a staircase that goes up 50 feet high to end in a black void. We were going up the stairs in silence, trying to figure out what it what it was for a few seconds until I heard something else very faint that I couldn't figure out what it was. Greg just looks at me very concerned and says, "Let's go." We speed walk out of the stage. 
And as we were walking back to the office, I asked him if he heard what that what was after that loud bang, and he said, you didn't hear it? Someone was up there walking. Immediately, I get goosebumps, because Greg isn't the type to get creeped out by the paranormal. Uh, but he did in that moment, and to see him like that freaked me out. We were just up there walking around for a good 10 minutes. It was clear, and if it was clear, and if someone was up there, we would have seen them without a doubt. We knew about the story of the fan man. Our shift supervisor, Tim, and I found the article of the story, uh, found the article of the stories on the lot months prior to this incident, but couldn't remember if he was killed in stage 19 or 24. Either way, Either way, we didn't get to see the fan man, but we definitely heard him. Fast forward maybe about eight months. Greg has moved to the day shift, and our shift supervisor, Tim, left for bigger and better things, but I was still on graveyard shift. Luckily, my good friend Sal from high school got hired on full-time, and he was placed with me on Greg's old graveyard shift. Sweet. The routine of us chilling on weekends will still continue. Again, Saturday night, walking up stage perms, back at stage 24, but this time the stage is empty. The family sitcom went on hiatus and moved out. Sal and I are shooting shit. He, he, he's my age, and we have the same group of friends, so we know each other very, very well. As we're walking up the east side stairs to do stage 24 perms, we both just stop and went silent. On about the fifth step, there laid a dead bouquet of roses inside an empty stage. Seconds later, we hear a loud bang at the top of the perms. Same thing as last time, perm lights off, looking back at a black void, void 50 feet high with a bouquet of dead roses right in front of us. Sal says, he, Sal just says, nope, and walks toward the exit. <laughs> Definitely creeped out, but I was laughing at Sal's reaction. He was aware of the incident and what Greg and I experienced, and he's more of a religious person than I am. Uh, so the whole dead roses thing was a giant red flag for him. We didn't check stage 24 perm that night so um well that's the two incidents i personally dealt with um that has a backstory to it i'm not 100 percent sure how much truth the article has but i can say um but i can say i do believe the fan man regardless i do believe in the fan man regardless if he died in stage 19 or 24 i have a few more incidents that i dealt with or know other people's encounters while on graveyard shift, but with no backstory, just weird stuff happening. Not surprising, though, since this is a really old studio lot. If this gets some interest, I will definitely post a few more stories about working at this studio. P.S. Sorry for any typos. I work... P.S. Sorry for any typos. I work hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I mean, that is insane, because I already know... I can only imagine what type of work this person does on sets probably long hours so but just to work on a set like that with so much history sounds so cool i mean i can imagine this person's busting their ass and like probably hates it but for people like us that are listening to the story and these experiences oh my god like i would love to work on that set yeah that i mean so i would cool. shit my pants probably if i had to do graveyard shift and heard someone walking over that like catwalk up in the oh hell yeah especially when there's nothing <laughs> up there but like yeah and there i mean that i mean obviously old hollywood intrigues me because you know us as being actresses and stuff yeah that interests us but just to know that there were like deaths on set and 
just dark history in general. I mean, there are also things that probably we that isn't public knowledge that happened on that lot. A lot yeah. of corruption and things of that. A lot such. of unsafe before, yeah, before fucking before union or something. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, all right, Rebecca, what's your next story? Yeah, all right. Let's see. My next story, I'm going to just go for it. This is, recently found out my sister is pregnant, and I'm convinced her future child visited me last year, even though she and her partner had split. So, my oh. team, yeah. So, that's pretty long title, so let's just get right into the story. My sister Tammy and her partner of 12 years, Lee, have two daughters together that will be 9 and 10 this year and had broken up early last year. They had broken up before, but this time seemed very serious and there was no way they were getting back together. But they reunited late last year. Early last year, I had an extremely realistic and vivid dream one night in which I was standing in a random house and a long ladder came down beside me and a boy no older than about 10 years old climbing down had turned to face me. I looked at him and he smiled really big and happily said, Hi, Auntie. Then I woke up and he looked very similar to my two nieces and was a very handsome kid, brown blonde hair, tan skin tone, defined jaw, dimples, tall, and seemed like an absolute sweetheart I, that I'd felt a strong connection to this boy I had never seen before. I brushed it off because my sister and her partner had gone their separate ways, and I didn't think my sister was going to have any more kids considering my nieces are only 12 and a half months apart in age. So when my mom got a call from her last week telling her the news, it definitely came as a shock because of the age gap of the girls and this baby. She has yet to find out the gender, but I really feel like it's a boy that came to visit me in my dream because that is her child. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, like it's, I feel like. Hi, auntie. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting in 10 years to see if that's, mm -hmm. if, if she remembers her dream that way and she remembers what the child looked like if it ends yeah. up matching what she saw we're Short gonna have to story, check reddit but... again in 10 years and right. see what happens <laughs> i am very curious to see how this turns out but yeah short but sweet story i love it all right this one is called possible sacrifice ritual heard from my neighbors oh no big deal <laughs> i apologize if this is the wrong subreddit to post this don't apologize. It's good. About two years ago, I was visiting home from college. My hometown was very small, as in less than 300 people in the entire village. Everyone knew everyone to some extent or degree. My hometown is also very rife with suicide, including my dad's girlfriend who hanged herself from our balcony. But that's ne neither here nor there. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, my girlfriend and a couple of friends were hanging out on my, on my patio, drinking beer and listening to music when we heard this chanting coming from our neighbor's house. At first, we brushed it off because our neighbors were this very spiritual gay couple that were new to town and were they were really into yoga and meditation. My dad had smoked a few joints in their house and said they seemed harmless, if not a little weird. <laughs> lots of weird lots of weird wind chimes and dream catchers, those sorts of trinkets. But after a few minutes, the chanting started get started to get louder, like uncomfortably loud. The longer it went on, the more inhuman it sounded. It even started overpowering my Marshall speakers. Oh, boy. We noticed that it didn't sound like it was happening live, but sounded like a recording. I recall my girlfriend noted that she felt like the sound was being played on a gramophone. Interesting. What's a gramophone? Was, a gramophone is like, it's like those old record players with like the big 
horn type. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like a Grammy. You know, like a Grammy, that's a gramophone. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It was clear, but something was just off enough to know it wasn't being done live. It sounded like a cacophony of voices that were that were in between singing and pure shrieking, but still in harmony with one another, all in very high pitches. It was terrifying. It honestly felt like you could hear it coming from inside your own head. One of our friends eventually piped up and said her roommate in boarding school used to be a Satanist, and this chanting was used for baby sacrifice. This particular friend was also known to be full of shit, and everything that came out of her mouth was pure nonsense. So we very quickly dismissed her theory. The chanting got louder and louder to the point where my dad came downstairs and told us we had to go to the pub because he was getting uncomfortable. He's one of the biggest skeptics I know. As we were getting ready to leave for the pub, he the chanting stopped abruptly, like the head of a needle being pulled off of a record. We had locked up our house, all getting into our cars, when we spotted the neighbors pushing a baby stroller down the street. Our neighbors did not have a baby. My dad specifically remarked that during their smoke sessions, they were looking to adopt. Oh, boy. A week later, the neighbors had pulled a midnight run on the house and weren't seen again. I think I ran into one in my college town a few months ago, but that's irrelevant. It's haunted me for a while because it's very hard to describe the pure fear instilled in all of us when we heard it. I'm more curious if anyone has experienced something similar to this or can point me in the direction of figuring out what I actually heard and saw. Googling baby sacrifice chance does not provide the results I'm looking for. Um... And probably has put me on some sort of watch list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is why I always say talk to your neighbors and get to know them. Because that is who you're living next to. You need to be careful of who you live by. Because that just does not add up. That is it's weird as hell. That scene in Step Brothers when they're trying to sell the house and they're like dressed up as like <laughs> the, Nazis and the KKK, KKK members. Like, oh, it's a lovely neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Recycling on Tuesdays or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> so freaking funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, what do you got? Okay, um, which I'm going to do. You know what? I'll do this one. This is titled An Odd Squealing Noise. I live in the Pacific Northwest and rarely leave the house unless it's to walk to the car. My boyfriend had showed up one night to take me from home so we could drive to his house. It was a it was a short walk to his car, but just long enough for us to both notice an odd noise neither of us had ever heard before. We both stopped to listen. At first, I thought it was a small dog whimpering, but after a few seconds, I realized that the whimpers were far too rhythmic for an animal to make. Each one was like each one sounded like the one before. As we walked to my next-door neighbor's house, where the noise seemed to be coming from, I peered into their backyard. Of course, no little dog, no animal at all. My neighbor had no swing or plant hanging from the ceiling or the porch. Um, nothing that could make a high, gentle pitch squeal like that that we heard. And as is tradition with creepy happenings, there was no wind anyway that could have moved anything. It couldn't be a bird. Shit. It was night out, and I've never heard any bird calls like that. I muttered, what the hell, and walked a little bit further to get closer to the backyard. But then it wasn't in the backyard. It came from right in front of us, right in the bush planted in the front yard. There were no leaves, nowhere for any animal to hide from my eyes. 
I knelt down and yep, the fucking sound was right there in front of me. My boyfriend and I shared a look. We rattled a few panic questions. You hear that, right? What the fuck is that? It's coming from right in front of me. No, it's coming from the backyard too. <laughs> two, as in this creak whimper tweet sound was in two places at once. I have no oh idea God. how, Yeah, but we were both certain that we heard it in those two places at the same time. The exact same rhythmic squeals, probably from the same thing that produced them, continued in the bush and in the back. We decided to keep our lives and get in the car. My boyfriend complained to me about hearing the noise multiple times when he walked from my house to his car. Skipped to another night where we're both going out, and we stopped to wait for the sound. Nothing comes, so I jokingly cut my hands around my mouth and call, Caca! Then <laughs> it happens again. We share the same what-the-fuck look. I begin to walk over again to investigate, but my boyfriend grabs me and begs me to get in the car until I oblige. We're both lost for words on the drive. What the hell could this be? I truly don't think it's an animal. It's a single noise that plays on repeat. It's not a whimper or a creak or a squeal or a bird call or a whistle. Nothing inanimate, nothing inanimate makes it that noise in my makes that noise in my neighbor's yard. There's no wind on the first night, and though there was a lot of wind on the latest encounter, the sound only started when I said something. It was in two places at one t- at one time. That I'm absolutely certain of. Despite it being in the bush in front of me, there was nothing I or my boyfriend could see. We heard it not too long ago, and since I used to often pass by the house to get the mail at the bottom of the hill at night, I was too lazy to get it during the day, I know it hasn't been present for a long time. What could it be? I'm absolutely at a loss here. Wow. Yeah. So then some people are like, maybe a family of sick raccoons? <laughs> Not yeah. sure what you heard. And then like... Oh, she could be a fox. Foxes make weird noises. They do. They do make weird noise. That's very true. That is but very true. in two places at once. And, and don't start on command. You would see a fox in the bushes. I mean, she was yeah. looking through the bush and there was nothing there. Like, she was able to hear that that's where the sound was coming from, but no eyes, nothing. Um, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, some some people that were, like, commenting, they're like, was it maybe your neighbor's making out? Like, <laughs> just some crazy claims. But, um, just, I... Until we hear what the actual sound was for us to debunk it or anything, I I don't I have a, I'm at a loss myself. So yeah. All right, Lil, what's your last story? Okay, my last story. There were many times as a kid I should have gotten seriously hurt, but I just watched myself from a third person perspective, and I was never actually injured. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So when I was younger. Uh, many things should have hurt me severely that mysteriously didn't. It started when I was around three years old, but I didn't notice until I was 15. The first time it happened, I was running as fast as I could down the sidewalk, trying to beat my grandparents in a race as they were leaving in my ha- as they were leaving my house in their car. I stubbed my toe, tripped, and face planted directly on my nose. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but I vividly remember now that when I tripped, I immediately began to see myself from a third-person point of view. As soon as I had stopped falling, I was back to normal, and all I had was a small scratch and a stubbed toe, even though I landed very hard on my face. The next time I remember happening, I was probably seven or eight years old. I was on the second story of my house, about to walk down the stairs, but at the top, there was something I didn't see under my feet. I tripped, and from the top to the bottom, I hit my head on the wall multiple times. I only know this because I remember watching myself fall from the bottom of the stairs. Once I stopped falling, I got back up as if, as if nothing had ever happened it was like I felt 
it was like I left my body when I was about to get hurt badly. It happened to me again last year when I was with my friend out on their lake. I was tubing by myself and his dad was driving the boat. He was taking it in a circle way too fast and I knew something bad was about to happen. I flew off the tube and instantly started watching myself go rolling across the top of the water like a rag doll and helplessly flipping three times before hitting my head on the water, before hitting the water very hard. When I was back in my body, I had a slight headache, but I just had a slight headache. When I was watching myself flip around, I knew that if that had happened to a normal person, I would have a concussion from it. The weirdest part about it is I can never remember the exact moment where I leave and return to my body. It's like how you can't remember when you fall asleep because it just kind of happens. It's really interesting, but kind of freaky because I don't know how to explain it. It happened. It's happened other times, but I usually don't remember them until random times like deja vu. You just remember it has happened before. If anyone has any explanations or questions, I'd love to hear them. That is a pretty awesome, I guess, gift to have. Right? That's pretty dope. really get injured very seriously and to be able to watch it happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the watching it happen is kind of traumatizing. But, like, but it prevents it from happening. So, I mean, I'll, okay, like, as long as I'm not physically getting hurt, do what you got to do, life. Whatever you got to do, fate. Do what you got to do to make it through. Mm -hmm. Oh, that rhymed. (laughs) Look at me. Buster Rhymes in this beat. Yep, that's me. All right. My last story is Keyboard Ghost. When I was nine years old, I started having these small glimpses of dark figures in the corner of my eyes. I would usually see them in my house, but nowhere else. These wouldn't affect me at night or anything, but I have a keyboard piano that I played in my room next that I placed I played in my room next to my dresser. One night, I remember that I heard my keyboard piano playing a high key. Just keep in mind that my keyboard piano has an on-off switch that is on the bottom of the keyboard. I remember turning my piano off when I was done using it, so I put my head up and saw nothing there and walked over and saw my keyboard on. I turned it off and went back to bed. Now, I'm 17 years old and I have the same room. Different keyboard, different dresser, and a desk in my room now. So recently, about four months ago, I had something in my room that turned on my something in my I had something in my room that turned on my keyboard piano and played a high note again. This brought back oh, the shit. memory of what happened when I was 9. I still see the glimpses of a dark figure. It just got really loud. Okay. I still see the glimpses of a dark figure in the corner of my eye every now and then. I just think it's it is in my eye, but what made me come here to write this is because I had one of my good friends come over to my house to hang out. We were all completely sober and nothing was in our system. We were playing BO2 on my PS3 and all of a sudden my friend just froze. I looked at him and saw what he was looking at. From where we are, you can see straight into my closet and all you could see is this dark face with white eyes. Yeah. We were both Yeah, we were both in shock, then it just disappeared. Then we looked at each other and we just both said, did you see that? This is the first time I actually started to believe that all those glimpses of shadows could have been this thing in my closet. I now have trouble sleeping at night because I can't unsee those white eyes. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) And I mean, this has been happening since he's nine years old, but he just chalks it up to just 
being uh, your eye. That's just what, mind that's playing what tricks. starts, though. You think, oh, my eyes are just playing tricks on me. It's nothing. Then someone else is like, yeah, you see that tall, dark figure with creepy white eyes? Because I do. Yeah, that validation from his friend just... <laughs> and they both were able to both they were both able to see it and they were clearly looking at it and there was nothing in their system either that's creepy i don't yeah. like that yeah oh, god so yeah that's how we're ending this episode of just ghouly things the quarantine spooky story special episode 22 thank you guys so much for listening um let's go through all the socials yay lily's favorite part instagram just Lily things podcast yeah. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, please email us at Just Ghouly Things Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to rate us five stars, leave us an awesome review. And if you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, however you listen to us, screenshot this episode, screenshot whatever episode you want, post it on all your social media. Let's get the word out about just ghouly things and our quarantine spooky story specials. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.